Hey there, anglers, and welcome to another episode of SAA Guide Talk. I'm your host and SAA Guide, Mitch Carter. And I'm Ethan Hallfield, head guide here with Southern Appalachian Anglers. And Paul Kieselewski, Inner and GM. All right, guys. So we are, um, wow, really kind of at the end of our 22 season. Um, we've got a few trips to close us out. And, uh, well, I guess if you're Ethan, you're just going to work all winter long. <laughs> Ethan, uh, the trips, the trips for whatever reason have been kind of one side. Ethan's been getting a lot of people, I guess, just book him online. I guess everybody's just a fan of Ethan. I don't, maybe we need to just kick you off the podcast for a few weeks so people quit liking <laughs> you so good. Maybe that's what it is No, But, um, yeah, so we've, uh, we're kind of closing this thing up and it's, it's been really one heck of a season guys. Um, despite our little drought that we had this fall uh all the fishing through the spring fish spring fishing was absolutely phenomenal this year um had a lot of good trips in the spring summertime stayed really consistent uh the fall was a little bit of a grind because of the drought um and you know closing us out here we've got some pretty regular water conditions we've we've got some rain coming in usually kind of the pattern that's been here recently is just uh we'll have like one or two inches of really hard rain for about a day. <laughs> and then it just kind of from there, nothing else, nothing else much really happens. We haven't ha- been having, you know, a little sprinkle here, a little shower here, you know, just enough to keep everything up at one time. It's been coming down all at once and then just kind of petering out as time goes by. But, um, we have not had a podcast in about two weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause we've, we've missed two, um, two Wednesdays there or two Tuesdays rather recording. Um, reason being first reason, um, when two weeks ago I got sick and, um, like the night before we were supposed to record and didn't come in, didn't do anything. Um, had to cancel a trip. Uh, I was just really sick, laid in the, laid up in the bed with a fever. Um, and then the next week, I decided to take a day early and go down and see my grandparents in South Carolina and do Thanksgiving with them. And we just said, well, we'll just wait for the podcast next next time. And I think that gave everybody a little bit extra time anyway, just to kind of hang out with their families and, and do Thanksgiving. And uh, got sick again over Thanksgiving and drove back up from South Carolina and had a trip the next day and... Had to cancel that one, and I've had some other clients cancel on me for miscellaneous reasons. But uh, um, but the end of my November has been kind of slow, um, just between sickness and and other people being sick. And there's this weird bug going around. It's kind of half a halfway a flu, halfway a cold. I don't, I don't really know what you'd call it. But anyway, um, yeah, I know the schedule's been inconsistent from from what we've been um, normally doing for you guys. You know that that weekly basis and. Really, I think it's just uh, everybody goes through a little season sometimes where you're just busy or you're sick or both. So um, <clears throat> and one more thing I'd like to say, too, is uh, we've been getting a lot of feedback from you guys about uh, listening to the podcast. Um, a lot of questions. Um, I know even when we started this thing back in August, all through August and September, I had a lot of clients that were, uh, they're like, Hey, um, just to let you know, I, I like, I had one guy tell me, he's like, Hey, just to let you know, I hear you on the podcast and it's really weird to hear your voice right now, but it's also really cool. <laughs> and <laughs> that was like, well, that was, we were only like two or three episodes deep then. I was like, Oh sweet. This is awesome. Um, but I think Ethan has actually taken a few, I know you said you had that one guy that was like a 
he was a return. He'd been listening to the podcast, right? Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, he said he's yeah. been loved every minute of it. So we we certainly appreciate everybody that listens to us. And um, feel free to keep sending feedback our way if you want to learn about anything, any topic you got in mind. Uh, feel free to give us a shout, and we'll be more than happy to discuss it between all three of us at some point. So. Yeah. Shout, so shout out to you guys. We really appreciate that. We really appreciate you uh, letting us know that that somebody's out there listening and. Um, just having an audience is a lot of motivation to do this stuff and that's been really cool. And, uh, we've had a audience growing slowly, but surely. And, um, if it was, you know, 4,000 of you, or if it was 40 of you, uh, we really appreciate it. So, um, but, uh, we're all pretty excited. Uh, we're all hanging out at the shop. We all just kind of got here. Um, and, uh, we just got our new adipose in the mail. How long ago? Like, not even an hour ago? Yep, pretty much. Yeah, yep. just delivered. Mm-hmm. Yep, new uh, skiff from Adipose Griff. Whoa, Adipose Boatworks just got in. Um, got hauled it in on a flatbed. Came all the way from Montana. Yeah. And um, our original plan was going to be to drive out there and get it. Um, but me and Ethan were just kind of <laughs> hanging out one day. Everybody was their separate ways. And we get a text from Paul. He's like, so we're not going to go to Montana. Uh, it's actually going to be cheaper now to just have it shipped. And honestly, I didn't think that thing was going to be here like all winter long, but it showed up <laughs> within like what? like Within a week, the dude picked it up on Friday after Thanksgiving and then it's Monday. Yeah. yeah. And he drove yeah. it all the way from Helena. Yep. So yeah. Props to him and props to Adipose for getting it to us so quick. We'll be putting it to good use here shortly, hopefully. Yeah. So. Yeah. We all just got looking at. We all just got done looking at it, and it's still got all that fresh, just that new boat rubber. smell. Oh, it's got the new boat and smell. Uh, the it's got the new Regal uh, foot pedal for the anchor. Uh, yeah. That thing is nice. Hadn't even touched the water yet. Nope. And man, we're all I think itching. We were all talking about trying to get out there tomorrow, and then just got done looking at the weather and we're supposed to get an inch of rain tonight and then into tomorrow morning and then once it clears out there's supposed to be 15 to 20 mile per hour wind gusts apparently so yeah uh we'll get her out there soon enough though and um but after looking at everything everything's pretty much uh business as usual compared to the old boat except for a couple of new features on it and we're like i said really excited to to get it out there love the color too um what would you call it blue midnight like blue midnight, midnight blue, blue. Midnight yep. blue. Navyish yeah. color. It's really, really pretty. Yeah, it's pretty. Yep. Interior's the same as the green boat. So, um, but pretty much, it's it's set up. Did we put a motor mount on this one? Nope, we did not. Yeah. So that'll be a little weight reduction. Yeah. If anything. Um. Yeah. New anchor arm is sweet. Uh. New, new anchor is sweet. sweet. New anchor is sweet. What do they call that thing? The it's tornado. tornado. Anchor? Yeah, it's a tornado. It's anchor, red, white, so. and blue. Yeah. Pretty cool looking. I mean, that paint's going to wear off after <laughs> after about three or four trips, but it looks really cool now. Yeah, I don't so. know if, if they were uh, – I don't know if Justin from Adipose gave that to us uh, or comes Hopefully with y'all them, didn't leave it in the boat. Or as I was <laughs> expecting, we were just going to get a regular pyramid anchor, but we yep. uh, pulled that thing out, so we appreciate it either way. Yep, we well, appreciate it. Can't wait to use it. I've never used one before, so I'm pretty excited to try it out. I guess review coming shortly on that. What What does yep. it weigh with all those plates on it, like 30? I would imagine around, what, what would you say, 30 pounds I'd after you picked it up? The the anchor? Yeah. Well, 30 yeah, would be pretty standard on a drift boat anyway. So yeah, probably a 30-pound anchor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. But It's a cool anchor. Yeah, it's pretty. And apparently you can, um, with those, I'll, I always heard you can take plates off of it mm-hmm. and add some or take yeah, and some off. And I don't know if you can add any, but I know you can take them off. And, kinda... and when the plates spin, I don't think they're supposed to get hung up. 
excuse me, or a stuck is easy. Yeah, either, I think so. That's a, I think that's a feature of it too. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, we're pretty excited about that. Did we get? We got the regular Sawyer shoal cuts. How long did we say those were? Nine feet. Nine feet. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, those are going to be sweet. I told Ethan and Paul that I cannot wait to row behind them in one of the rafts and watch them both. We'll give you a nine and a half foot oars at least. Yeah, I, would. <laughs> I said, you guys are going to look really cool when we're going down the river. I'll be sure to take a lot of pictures. <laughs> so, But, um, yeah, no, we're stoked to finally have two hard boats and two rafts. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't be, wait to row that thing. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we're, we're be nice. Or I, I just can't wait to work out of it, honestly. I can't wait to work, at, like on group trips, be able to work out of two adiposes, two hard boats. That's going to be awesome. Yep. You know, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to save, it's going to save a lot of time. You know, like you'd set up, you do, or it's going to take up a, whoa, it's going to take up a lot less time, you know, than doing a drift boat raft, like what we usually do. Or, I mean, there's, we're still going to run our rafts, obviously, but you know, and it, when we can run double drift boats, it's going to be super nice. Yep. And, one guy doesn't have to wait for the other guy to pump his boat up and this and that, and everybody's got the same, you know. And I guess another thing, too, it'll be handy is, you know, anything ever goes out on, like, the old trailer, we can slide that thing off and yep. put it on there and still have the still have use of the mm-hmm. boat. So, yep. Um, but there's going to be a lot of ways to, to skin that squirrel, and we're pretty excited about it. So, um, yeah, another thing, like I say, we've just kind of – not not a whole lot been going on. Um, I know Ethan. Ethan's been kind of keeping us afloat, really, as yeah, far as I've the been, trips go. I've been running a lot of trout me. trips, and um, been down to Tuckasegee quite a bit. Everything's been fishing pretty good. Um, got a little bit of rain back in. I guess it was around second week in November. Is that right? Somewhere around mm-hmm. in there. Finally started getting some steady rain again. Water came back up, and everything's pretty. Pretty business as usual. Uh, water's a little bit low right now, but as far as fishing for November, everything's pretty straightforward. Um, all of our trips have been doing doing pretty solid. Um, Tuckasegee's been fishing really good. Uh, we boat about close to 30-ish the last time I was out there with a big brown to finish it off at the end, so that was really cool. Um, everything's been, like I said, just pretty straightforward as far as you know end-of-season fishing goes. Um, Got a couple musky floats next week, looks like. I'm pretty excited for them. Um, right now is a great time to musky fish, especially if the water comes up in this rain we're supposed to get. Ooh, it's going to be going to be on, hopefully. So. Have you been doing any musky? Um, I did uh, my last one a couple weeks ago, um, and I do not think we got a follow that day. The day before, we moved three, um, if I remember off the top of my head. Yeah, so we moved three. Uh, one being about a mid thirties to start off with. And then the other two were easy over 40. Um, didn't get anything on the boat, but we, we got good looks at them and they were all really nice fish, but, um, that's kind of the name of the game though. When you're fishing low water, sometimes is that those fish can get a little skittish and, um, it's just kind of up to them whether they come out and play or not. But, um, I'm looking forward to having some normal water flows again. So hopefully that way we can sticking nice one this winter it's kind of not that's kind of thing with you know wintertime musky fishing around here is that you know it's it's still musky fishing but you got a shot sometimes landing a, a really solid one this time of year mm-hmm. so i'm i'm really itching to get out there and see if we can get a big one in the bag yeah i was <clears throat> i was supposed to take some buddies in my musky fishing this month and I'm, with everything going on me being sick and thanksgiving and everything else i hadn't gone around to doing it well, I think, like I said, once it's a little bit of rain, look at the weather, we're supposed to get that rain tonight, and then next week it's supposed to be pretty rainy, so 
that'll get the French back up a little bit and that should set everything up pretty good for us. So yeah, yeah, that'll be good. And um, yeah, like I say, I've uh, um, <laughs> I've just been kind of slow. There's there's nothing really much any kind of new news on my end. Well, I, I guess one thing we could add is that we are going to be at the Raleigh Boat Show in January. We're starting mm-hmm. to get ready for that. Yep. Um, so if you're in Raleigh, I think of what is it, 13th and the 14th, is that right? 13th through the 15th. 13th yep. through the 15th, okay. Just so. booked our hotels yesterday. So Yep, if you're right. down Sweet. that way and want to come hang out with us, feel free to do so. We'll be down there at the um, at the fairgrounds, at the convention center down there. And um, it's a really cool show most years. You know, you got you got a lot of cool people down there, a lot of great deals on fishing equipment. And oh, yeah. uh, got some really nice boats down there, too. You can usually snag one for a pretty good deal on. So if you're, uh, if you're in the area and looking to maybe spend a little cash, come over. <laughs> or you can go to the the big mega bait blowout bin. Yes, the that big. that thing is pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> um, if, you're, if you're looking for just discount bins and bins and bins of discount baits, then it's a that's it's a place. dangerous place to be if you like to fish. Yeah, um, we'll have some we'll have some t-shirts, some short sleeve and long sleeve uh, for their brand new uh, Canva prints, I believe. So really nice material, and they're just gonna have our mm-hmm. logo on it for. Uh, I think they're gonna be either from five to ten dollars mm-hmm. so either five for short sleeve maybe ten for long sleeve so just yep. basically giving giving some shirts away we'll have some hoodies and stuff like that and yep. then of course we'll be talking fishing so if you want to yep. let you want to talk fish and come on down come on out with us we're we always look forward to seeing our um, some of our return clients that live down that way they usually come and say hey to us when we're down there so we're looking forward to seeing y'all as well um it's it's always a fun time going down there we always have a great time doing it so it's the yearly yearly company getaway pretty much yep so and i've been running some tournaments recently that's right i've been on norman the last couple i was was gonna ask you about that yeah last two weekends um norman is and i can't tell just yet if it's a different fishery from close to 10 years ago uh or it's just right now in the fall still fall transition where they're out chasing bait but really can't catch anything uh over seven pounds right now um Would i haven't you say that last winning tournament was, was uh waiting for it? yeah every tournament that goes out right now is either from 11 to 13 pounds Oof. that's what wins it and that's a that's a tough uh it's it's a tough fishery now because the difference from let's say about 10 years ago is you could pull up on any boat dock through a shaky head a jerk bait I had plenty of spots to run, and you just catch spotted bass all mm-hmm. day. And they might small. not be big, but you're going to average like seven to nine pounds if you're just, you know, trying or just halfway trying, right? Right. It'd be yeah. a pretty easy fishery to get that big of a sack or that small of a sack for uh, for weighing. But now, you pull up on any of my older spots, which I've got a lot of waypoints on that lake, and I don't know if it's because of fishing pressure or just the water temperature right now and um they're just not there so right now it is really really tough Um, i actually went down to pre-fish after the tournament just to do some more research and scout out some more brush piles so i did that for about an hour maybe an hour and a half just rode around idled and marked a bunch of stuff and then for the next two to three hours i fished uh kind of up river around long island and went all around that area fished a jerk bait hard fished um Chatterbait hard, also fished uh, spy bait, swim bait, and uh, shaky head, and I just saw one fish. Mm-hmm. And 
water temp is still around 57 to 60 degrees mm. which is just kind of that water temperature that everyone hates yeah, you know, it's yeah just it's like, awkward it's, it's really not awkward. yeah they're not they're not up on the bank they're not offshore um so i think they are just chasing them down i don't have live live scope on my boat or active target so um it makes pretty hard to see exactly what they're wanting mm-hmm. exactly and i believe all those guys that are winning they're just catching them offshore you just get on a early morning bite now when me and bryson were out in the morning first spot we pulled up we caught two fish off a, a riprap off a bridge immediately like first forecast mm-hmm. went back into this little cove um bait was schooling bass were jumping that happened for probably about an 30 minutes maybe 45 minutes and then it just died hmm. um and then they got all pushed down so really really tough to get on a pattern there um you know i fished kind of some history and then also when we were fishing i fished i did a little research just uh, just google mapping and or google earth and google earth history and so i fished a a new creek arm way back in there and then try to pull up pull out onto the mouth of it and to get onto some deeper structure where you could probably find some baits kind of going around where the deeper water meets the mouth and just couldn't get on anything so I've got my work cut out for me there for sure and it doesn't help that the water's water's low it's probably about a foot low Mm -hmm. super clear um and a little bit warm yeah all out together don't make it easy it doesn't make it easy and you know I'm not one of those guys that live on the lake or live close to the lake uh, I was telling I was telling Casey just a mountain boy trying to learn a city lake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and Norman's so big too is another thing. Like it's the biggest freshwater lake in the state, and so it, those fish, like like you said, right now them being so scattered, they could be anywhere. Yeah, I burned a full tank of gas both days that I went out the last time, and then pra- and then uh, or no, both tournaments burned a full tank of gas running mm-hmm. back and forth, ran up the Davidson, ran up Mountain creek went to the other creek beside mountain creek fished all the bridges out and um no spots are unknown anymore all the old spots i used to go to and everyone knows them yep everyone you'll see somebody on a brush pile and you thought you marked it and kind of knew exactly like you had a little secret spot but it's you got to be real sneaky out there and mm-hmm. to have those spots and covering water i mean that's just been the name of the game of that lake for years it's just run and gun mm-hmm hit a brush pile if they're not there Hit another brush pile if you can recirculate and maybe they pulled up on it maybe you'll catch one but if you're gonna win you're gonna need a couple three pound spotted bass right if you catch three three pound spotted bass two and two and a half uh then you can fill out the limit with you know a couple smaller bass but uh they did stock a gazillion f1s in there really uh think uh, for the next couple of years they're stocking i think i might have been mistaken but i think it's like four hundred thousand. Hmm. um and they went to every creek and put these f1s in there so you catch these little pound largemouth mm-hmm. um so they're It'll not be interesting to see what happens in the next few years with that though yeah yeah those smarter ones start chasing bait and getting bigger and mm-hmm. um you know I, I, I have heard that there are some blueback herring in there so those fish might act different and might start going to like a hartwell lake mm-hmm. which i mean honestly is the fishing the fishing pressure <clears throat> the fishing pressure is so extreme out there that a blueback herring like i don't know i might be crazy saying this wouldn't be a bad thing 
No. Nah, I mean, so everyone beats the crap out of it because it's been a threadfin fishery for years. Right. And those fish become accustomed because it's very easy to track threadfin, mm-hmm. um, unlike blueback herring. But, yeah, that's kind of my uh, summary on the tournaments. I just basically been donating some money here recently. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. But So you're sa- <clears throat> you, you would say that a lot has changed over the years there then absolutely yeah Yeah, you can't pull up in a creek and um and whack them um and and get a good start like it used to be where you i would pull up and get a limit of spotted bass and then go fishing for a couple big ones Mm. you just can't do that like the whole mindset and mentality to tournament fishing there is different now right i feel like it's it's like i just feel like i'm running around like chasing my tail most well, of the time i wonder if it ain't part of that ain't due to things like those fish finder apps you can get on your phone now where like people will share like mutual waypoints fish brain or like yeah that fish brain yeah. app or whatever i don't i don't think that <laughs> i think i think people i think these guys i think well looking at people on the lake yeah if you funny. follow following yeah. people and there's so yeah. many tournaments there um that's probably got a lot to do with it too yeah. i'm sure fish brain doesn't help but <laughs> uh, paul yeah paul's yeah. right I'd say it's just, you know, tournaments and watching people on the lake. Definitely after COVID, everyone bought a boat. And yeah, that's Norman. true, too. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, those fish have gotten beat to death, and I'm sure the mortality rate hasn't been uh, minimal. But Well, it's just like anything else. I mean, fishing fishing pressure has changed the game just all across the board and fishing, like mm-hmm. no matter what yeah, you do. As far as freshwater goes, I mean, you're – it, you know, as as far as lakes, rivers, whatever, fishing pressure has completely changed the game for so many fisheries. And it doesn't make them bad fisheries. It just makes them different. And so people think you can go in there and, and just do what you've always done or, or right. do the same old, mm-hmm. you know, going through the motions thing that you do anywhere else. And then and we you, saw that on a lot of our delayed harvest streams, too. Yeah. You know? I mean, just mm-hmm. with stalkers. Uh, I mean, prime example is the Davidson you know well yeah but it's it's like davidson davidson is still a phenomenal fishery fishery with bukus of fish in it but you know in the early 2000s when it really got blown up you know people started pressuring it and just with that pressure alone it completely changed the the game on that river mm-hmm. you know and you just have to adapt yeah, yeah you just you have to adapt you can't complain about it i mean no, somebody's no, to somebody's gonna catch a 13 pound bag Right. Yeah. So it's not who's it going to be. Yeah. Who's going to be the guy that outsmarts <laughs> yeah. everyone, and you just yeah. have to adapt and figure them out like that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's same thing with like trout fishing too. I mean, can't just throw a mop fly anymore and catch fish eventually. I haven't tied a squirmy worm in like three years, four years, <laughs> and I used to just do like delayed harvest squirmy worm. I and I mean, you know, the, all these traditional flies like. um I can't tell you how many old timers will tell you like, oh, you need to use this fly or you need to use that fly. And it's like, man, fish hadn't been eating those flies for two decades. And it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, that's not how it works anymore. Yeah, dude. It's, it's funny you said that because I've got a, I've got a box of like these old, essentially wet flies that was given to me years ago. And the, and the feller that gave them to me said they used to catch like, I don't know how many fish on these things. I believe them. I mean, I really do, yeah. but 
um looking at him now with that time on eh, probably yeah not but yeah you don't, you're not confident in it anymore well and then, and then like it <laughs> i remember when we said this about fire tiger just the color fire tiger yeah it's everyone like, used to fish fire tiger and now no, don't catch anything on fire tiger no, nothing's been caught on fire tiger in 30 years probably yeah well but unless they, unless you get a weird just weird off day where that's just the color but you yeah. know you know, I was thinking about that too. I'll, I'll wrap up on this little note here, I reckon. But I was thinking about when I used to, when I was younger and started out fly fishing. Yeah. You know, um, and I would go down to like a delayed harvest that was close to my house just because it was easy for me to drive to after school. And that was back when my tying abilities were not phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I remember like the fly that I tied, I remember it exactly. So the tail was, um, peacock swords like the material that no one ever uses anymore like yeah. like you'd see on like a zug bug you remember a zug bug uh-huh. nymph? yeah so yeah. you got you had that um on a size like 10 curved shank hook not a not like a scud hook but like a like a stimulator hook mm-hmm. um you had that you had brown dubbing with silver tensile as a rib and then the head was just gray saddle hackle and it looked all right um it looked kind of like an old school wet fly but i remember i was i would just cast that out and strip it back in as fast as i could and i would catch like every fish in the river on it oh yeah i I mean Um, that that mylar tinsel and that uh tail busting through a bunch of stalkers i'd say probably yeah i I used to (laughs) wax them on that yeah i remember like i had those little stick on like foam strike indicators Mm -hmm. i'm like and my leader would be chopped down to like i don't know 15 pound test or something like that and and just (laughs) wax the daylights (laughs) out of them yeah and i was thinking about that the other day when i was on a delayed harvest and tying on size 20 midges to 6x so yeah it's it's like (laughs) you know and uh, the the reason why those stalkers acted so weird this year is at or this fall rather is at just simply the drought, and the drought and the pressure, mm-hmm. the drought and the pressure. Yeah. You know, drought and this the pressure. this delayed harvest, uh, this fall delayed harvest was probably more pressured than I've seen it in a long time. Ever. Yeah, ever seen. I mean, well, continuously through. Ever, I mean, like yeah. the first couple of weeks are always kind of chaos, but then kind of peters out. Then it kind of peters out mm-hmm. normally, but then I mean, for example, the other day when I was out there, um. You know, when it's really cold, I guess I usually start my trips a little bit later. And in the past, never really had a problem with that. And then I was driving up the river with my folks and car to pull off, car to pull off, car to pull off. And I was like, oh, man, like this is a lot of people for this time of year. Like, yeah. it's just uh, like we were talking about, you just got to kind of have to adapt. And um, once you learn how to adapt and and kind of learn how to switch up and switch your game plan a little bit, you can still catch them. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's. Know. I mean, yeah, that's not the problem. It's just you know pressure pressure and learn how to fish around it yeah yeah i'll be the old man the room but i remember when we were (laughs) i remember going out there on a saturday and it was just regular october you'd have the whole thing to yourself yeah you'd have the whole thing to yourself or wouldn't be nobody would walk the people out there yeah yeah um you'd have like one or two people out there maybe by like 12 o'clock but by the time you got there in the morning not a soul yeah it's just yeah it's just one of those things the um Popularity of the sport, popularity of fishing. Yep. Fishing's becoming cool again. But everything's cyclical, though, and I think we'll see a downturn on that in the future. But yep. May- yeah, maybe, maybe not. And you know, there's a whole conversation to be had about social media and in the information age and the impact on fishing and and how 
you know, that's led more people to fish and put pressure sure. on water. And, you know, that's not a bad thing. I mean, the river and lake waters for everybody, you know what I mean? But it's just, um, it's changing up, it's changing the fish up a lot. And, um, you know, people just have to adapt to it pretty much. So, yep. but, uh, well guys, um, <clears throat> we just want to do a little update podcast, let you know we were still around. Um, sorry about the, the awkward posting schedule over the last couple weeks, but uh, we just wanted to get one uh, banged out for you guys, give you a few updates, kind of let you know what was going on. And next week, I'd like to have a topic put together for you. So just tune in next time. This production is brought to you by Southern Appalachian Anglers Guide Service in Asheville, North Carolina, where trusted guides provide exceptional service.